Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Let's talk to... uh to Chris in Middletown. Chris, you're on WIP. Good morning, adults. Hi, Chris. Weasel. Chris, hey. Hey, Tomato Can King, how are you feeling this morning? I, I feel like I beat someone who knows a lot of sports, much like myself, and we both struggled with difficult questions, and I respect that. Yeah. Put, I, in, I uh, put it another way, Chris, I respect myself. Sounds like you respect him more than... Any other contestant you've ever faced? Well, he, the hammer. Like, you're being so respectful. That guy could have today. gotten three to five right with slightly easier questions. I'm telling you, they, those were not. Yeah. I mean, Jim Brown don't have that. I mean, you know. All right, Chris, go ahead. Yeah, I see. It's been you know you, you continue to duck the real challengers like Drew and and uh, Jamie because yeah, equal opportunity, they Chris. You. Equal opportunity. They dominate you. You know. <laughs> so, hey guys, I, I told James I'm super excited. Broke out the uh, MV3. Jersey yesterday, and uh, a bold prediction, not necessarily bold, but uh, yeah, he's bringing another uh, MVP home this year, and we are going to the World Series, and we're going to win. So, Mark Well, I'll tell you this, Chris, if they get a full five, season, they certainly could, of him, they, he certainly could, because 100%. he is so right in his prime. He has dominated two postseasons in a row. When healthy in the recent regular seasons, he's dominated. He just hasn't played enough games in some of these years. But and I, he absolutely could win the MVP again. No question. I, I, I definitely feel like that right-handed bat is hanging out there. Can we, Dave, uh, you know, go to Mr. Middleton, get the checkbook, bring Bellinger in. Can we please? Um, no, that, Bellinger's that, a lefty. No, or, well, what am I thinking of? Bellinger's who's, a lefty. Oh, What are you thinking, Mike, Mike Schmidt? <laughs> yeah, okay. Mike Schmidt. Who's Mike that Schmidt. guy? Go sign Mike Schmidt. Quick. He's a right-handed bat available. All right, is Chris, give me, give me an answer anyway, here. Hey, guys. What? Guys, uh, I got an answer for you, but uh, a couple weeks ago I wanted to call in um, because I had the lamest answer, and that would be your body, uh, Joe DeCamera. Would be <laughs> I, don't I don't disagree with you. I, I look at it every day nude, right there, right there, nude. Okay, I'm going to write this down, nude Joe D body. All right, fair enough. You look at your body nude every day. 
Well, the mirror is by the shower, so it's almost impossible not to. Am I am I looking at it to examine it? No, it's yeah. just passing glance. I mean, when you say you look at your, new I don't body, think I do. I, I well, like, do you not have a mirror near the shower? Yeah, there is, but I, I don't know. Like, turn the other way then. Is that out of shame? No, that's out of shame. I know what. I, I don't think it I, is. I, I know what we just found out about John's nether region. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah. I, everyone has to look themselves in the mirror every day. That's what you do. Most, I, most people. Yeah. yeah. So we all do that. Most people. All right, Seltzer. So, so let's let's look the Phillies lineup. We're gonna we're gonna do a deep dive on the Phillies with Jim Salisbury in a half an hour. But I think we're all starting to get you know kind of excited, percolating in our mind with the Phillies and the excitement. And, um, James, lineup. Let's say they bat Schwarber leadoff. They probably will. James, set the lineup for what this year's Hold lineup on. could be. Why, why is it they probably will? Because Their manager told us at the end of last season yep. it was in his like line of thinking that he would like to have someone other than Schwarber yeah. lead off. But I don't most, remember what the phrasing was exactly. Yeah, but then most recently it, he said Schwarber probably. Okay. All right, but, we'll get to lineup two in a second. James, if Schwarber's batting leadoff, the lineup could be what? I think it would be Schwarber, Turner, Harper, and then it could be JT or Cassianos or Bohm. You know, they all got, all three guys were in that John, spot. John, who would you want there? That, okay, I agree. That's where it starts. Four. Cassianos, Turner, yeah. Cassianos, Bohm, or JT. Who would you want four there? Mm, I Based Kinda on last year, right? I guess it's Bohm. I feel like I have the most confidence in him having con- getting contact when I need it. Maybe having the biggest upside. Maybe. Meaning, meaning take another Assuming step Assuming he continues with the power growth. That's what I mean. James, who would you choose there as of right now? I would probably go with JT, but I could, I could be convinced to go Castellanos, too. It would be one of those two for All me. Right, who's, who's five, Stott? I think, yeah, probably. If it, you know, We know how much he loves the lefty-righty thing, so my guess is Stott would be in the five-hole, even though he's not a prototypical five-hole. You could go... Like JT Castellanos, yeah. then Stott, which might make a little more sense, even though it's righty right. Bottom line is you're going back to back righties, either four five or six seven. Yep, and then Bohm would be seven, and then if we did it that way, where Stott six, Bohm seven, Marsh eight, Rojas theoretically nine. Yeah. All right, let's do a different lineup. Let's do a lineup where Bryson Stott leads off. So then Trey Turner's two, mm-hmm. Harper's Bryce three, Harper's still. three, and and. Well, it's whether he wants to go righty, lefty, or righty, lefty. Well, so he could sure. go one, know, of, one of those righties there, Schwerber five, five yeah. righty. Yeah, then yeah, he, could, yeah. he could literally go righty, lefty, the entire lineup if he wanted And then, to. okay, that's with Stott is leadoff. And then let's do a Trey Turner leadoff. So if Trey's leadoff. Yeah, that changes the complexion everything. of it. Yeah. I mean, I, that maybe Stott in the two hole then. I think you know? so. And then Harper three. And then. Nah, you don't want back-to-back yeah. lefties. Well, oh, but you can't. I, I, I gotta have Harper in my top three. Yeah, like I'm not, I'm not doing the cleanup thing with Harper. Well, is JT too then because he can run when he yeah, gets on base. Yeah, that's possible. That's a thought. Or, huh. you, but he would be if you got Turner leading off, he'd be three. Is the problem? Yeah, that's interesting. And James, you're saying and you I, do not. For what it's worth, just I'm doing this because of Rob Thompson. Like, I think the the righty lefty thing is overrated. You know, I it's I think it's important not to have too many lefties in your lineup for late in games when they bring in those lefty relievers that are devastating. But, like, righty-righty doesn't bother me. Well, I'm, I will say I'm this. Okay it, is, it is notable when the Phillies won the World Series twice in their history, and it's only twice in their history, both times, 3-4, was same-same. Yeah. Like, 80, I, 80, I it's 80, you had Schmidt and Lezinski, and 08, you had Chase Utley and Ryan Howard. Right-right, left-left. I mean, now, granted, that's only two spots in the lineup, but it's the prime spot in the lineup. That's 3-4. <laughs> yeah. 
They did it. That's I mean, the thing I'm most looking forward to is I want to see Turner lead off. It's not that and I'm not a Schwarber hater. Like, I came around to it. But I just think it opens up so much more stuff. His speed, I think he'll be more comfortable. It's the ideal scenario. It, it, it's, it, that's it what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I think it's definitely the ideal scenario. James, I'm not, like, totally out on Schwarber because I get, as you've said a million times, they've had a great record with him leading off. I'm open-minded to that. But I do think the ideal scenario is Trey Turner plays well enough that he's your best leadoff. Why hitter. isn't it Bryson Stott? Because I, I, I don't I, think he walks enough. Yeah, I Matter of fact, I know Turner, he doesn't walk. Turner would be great as a leadoff hitter. I, I just think it's going to be Schwarber. We've seen Bryson Stott walk a lot. Oh, Le, the, look, last year he was in more of a swing mode. He is a shrewd like eye at the plate. I don't agree with that. What he is is, is a, an incredible ability to foul off pitches that are balls. He gets pitches that are high, foul off, foul off, foul off, foul off. But he keeps swinging at them. I, I, I would I, – I, look. Someday, he hasn't always. I'm, sa- I'm saying you ask him to, he can make those walks. All right, let's get to the – well, that's the well, – Re- to me, that's the next step for him is to walk more consistently. Mm-hmm. But, but there's a lot of guys that never do. I mean, some guys are just swingers. I have a lot of belief in him being some able to – Some guys are swingers, Joe. Yeah. I mean, Vlad Guerrero, James, was a swinger. <laughs> <laughs> Juan Samuel was a swinger. He was, I mean, yeah. I, yeah. And they tried for years, four or five years, to have Sammy top of the order, take pitches. I mean, he just he would swing. I mean, it's, it's by the way, it's why Juan Samuel one year had seven hundred and one at bats. Yeah, which is almost impossible unless you don't walk. Um, All right, let, real quick before we move on, you cut Chris off before his answer. Oh uh, yeah, uh, take me out to the ball game in the seventh inning. That's a good answer. Nice. Very good answer. Yeah, I like that. All right, 215-592-9494. Up ahead, we'll do more on the fills with Jim Salisbury. We'll also uh, rock all the calls on all these topics, including what are you most looking forward to up ahead in the next couple of months in Philadelphia sports? As we broadcast today uh, from Borgata, Joe Cameron, John Ritchie, it's 94 WIP. Hey, Valentine's Day, obviously almost upon us. So, guys, we're getting towards crunch time here. It is crunch time. And if you are still dragging your feet, here is my advice and it is sound advice. Get yourself to Family and Company Jewelers in Marlton, New Jersey. They've got an amazing, amazing selection of gifts. At every price point, you're guaranteed to walk out with something that will make the woman in your life feel like an all-star and look like an all-star this year, and she will be very, very happy with you. Visit their showroom on Route 70 in Marlton, New Jersey. You can tell them, obviously, that I sent you. They'll take great care of you from price to expertise and the buying process to you know, general customer service and kindness. I'm telling you, Angelo and the entire crew, Junior, I, and they're wonderful people at Family and Company Jewelers. So tell them you heard about them on WIP. They'll take great care of you. Remember, you can always shop online at FamilyJewelers.com. Once again, that website, FamilyJewelers.com, if you want to start your search that way. Just over the bridge from Philadelphia in South Jersey, it's Family and Company. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Right, Jim Salisbury joins us in about 10 minutes. Deep dive on the Phils as they are uh, two weeks from. It's less than two weeks, right, James, the spring training? Something yeah, like February 13th. Wow, how about that? All right, uh, i got to give Maxie a little bit more love. I need, I need an answer to this question. True or false to this statement? If Tyrese Maxey was not, like if they drafted some bum, they draft like another Zaire Smith that year, Joel Embiid would have already asked out of Philadelphia, true or false? 100% true. Yep. I mean, he might have saved everything. Seriously. And by the way, I mean, we don't know if this is going to amount to anything when all is said and done, but if if they didn't have him, they'd be dead in the water because Fultz didn't work out, Ben didn't work out, and, uh, you know, Tobias obviously has not lifted the Sixers the way you would have hoped with that contract. So it's uh, – And it was also – wasn't the pandemic – Part of the reason that they got Maxi was he came out or didn't there was no NCAA tournament that year? Um, I seem that to recall is, that. Yeah, that, so his first playoff series was the Atlanta series. Yes, I believe he was drafted in June of 2020 during the pandemic. Yeah, and I don't think there was an NCAA tournament, so no one That's got right. a chance to get a good look at him. Yeah, there was not a tournament. Yeah. All right, let's go to uh, as we broadcast from Borgata today. Uh, oh, by the way, curb your enthusiasm back this weekend. Yeah, buddy. Sunday night. Now, I'm really bummed with Larry David saying this is the last year. I mean, come on, man. What the heck? And, and I'm also bummed Larry David never did any content when he came back with season 11 around the pandemic. I, I could have taken a whole season of pandemic, you know, Larry David, but he never went there. I guess people maybe weren't. Maybe he thought people weren't in the mood for it. Oh, speaking of whether people are in the mood, quickly before we get back to the phones, I need a ruling from our group here. Hmm. So it's pretty much an annual tradition. Matter of fact, it might be completely an annual tradition that on the anniversary of the Eagles winning the Super Bowl or the or a day around it, we play the audio of how it sounded when the Eagles won Super Bowl 52. Mm-hmm. And we would typically do that on a, on a, like if it's on a weekend, a Friday going into the weekend. Um, 
And Sunday happens to be the six-year anniversary of the Eagles winning Super Bowl 52. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if people are in the mood. I am not in the mood personally. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer here. But as soon as you said it, I was like, mm, no, I hope not. It's a shame, right? Because you may remember um, uh, two or three months ago, we did not play. And this is, a, this is the other tradition we do every year. On October 27th, we would play audio of Harry Callis calling the, excuse me, October 29th, audio of Harry Callis calling, you know, the final out of the 2008 World Series. Obviously every year. But we didn't do it a couple months ago because the Phillies had just lost in the postseason and we thought nobody would be in the mood for it then. James, what do we do here? I mean, in the next, you know, like this segment, are we to play audio of the six-year anniversary of the Eagles winning the Super Bowl or does nobody want to hear it because it's a sign of how far they've dropped? Oh, man. Um, I mean, I would hear it. I, I, I would be all right with it. I, I don't think it's – I don't know. It I would be all place, right though. with it. I don't think it would make me happy or excited. <laughs> me either. That's why I'm – Rhea, what do we do here? I'm with Devin. There's – yeah, it's not – You're it's a not thumbs gonna, down. It's it just a flat seems line. so far off. Yeah. Like, it. it seems so out of reach right now for the Philadelphia Eagles. But, John, they won but the that's Super why Bowl. we need to revisit it. They were in it, it. They were in it I, less I can't than even remember ago. what it looks like anymore. Like, I, I, would, I, I would be well served to infusion I mean, of confidence who would have right thought now? the day – when WIP might choose to not play audio of the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. I don't that's, know. That's right. what the Eagles have done to us. Well, that's the they point. They have stolen our souls. That's yeah. the point. They hurt us the last couple months. All right, let's go to the phones. We'll, we'll figure that out. We'll also talk to Jim Salisbury in about 10 minutes. Let's talk to Chuck and Cherry Hill right now. Hi, Chuck. Hey, good morning, gang. Really doing well. Chuck, uh, what's, the, what's, the, what's the answer to that? Should we play in the next five minutes? Super Bowl 52 audio or no, not? No, no, no. Pass on that stuff. That ship sailed. Let's go. Come on. That's, that's all over. You know, it's the only uh, one we got, though. You know that, right? Yeah, I got it. Uh, <laughs> Ron, Ron, Ronnie called earlier. He's a great caller, by the way. But when he was talking about two things, Philly's offense, you know, giving you a little too much credit here. There were six last year, 4.91 runs per game. It's good, but nowhere near the Braves at 5.85. So they're... They're far away from the Braves. The Braves are a better team. There's no doubt. Yeah, I mean, offensively, it's not close. Uh, As far as Marsh goes, you like to think he can do better against the lefties. He batted 229, and Carreras 223. He's not there yet. But I will say this about Marsh. He has 370 on base percentage. I like him at the top of the order against righties. That's something I think they consider. But this is what I think they really have. You have no other team in baseball has this. They're 61-3 and three when you take Turner and Stott stolen base percentage. Man, you, if you got Turner, Stott, you have an unbelievable leadoff situation, how potent those two are. And when they get on, they can double steal. Yep. I mean, 61-3, and three, think about it. You're in the 90 percentage. Wait, 61-3 so and three when what happens? That's, that's their, the two of them. So Turner was 30 and 0. Stolen yeah, it was pro on stolen bases. I'm so, I thought you were I'm saying sorry. the record. Yeah, no, okay, I'm sorry. My, my fault. I should have clarified that. My bad. Uh, and uh, and Stott had the three. He was 30 and 3, whatever. Wow. When you put it together, awesome. 61 and 3. That's wild. So get, get those guys on base, let them run. And then what happens when you do that? You now put Schwarber where I believe he belongs in the four hole to protect Harper. No, he's got to be fine. I do want to break up lefty-lefty. I, I do. I would put uh, one of the righties there. Yeah, you know, that's kind of a little bit old-school thinking now in baseball, but I hear you. 
You know what's happening now? They got a guy, if you read the article, we could go, fantastic article by Alex Coffey, if I mispronounce the name there. Yep. Uh, Annie, Annie Col- Calambri, I probably mispronounced that too. The assistant GM, the analytics guy, what a fantastic article. He's from Tampa, and he was revered in Tampa, and they gave him a lot of credit in the article for changes that Tampa made. There's always a mystery about what happens in Tampa, whatever they do with their pictures and all. But they gave him a lot of credit. It's his work in his department that's saying Schwarber should bat first. Who's to argue with it? This is what these guys do, you know, 50 hours a week, and they have, you know, plethora of stats yeah, information yeah. that we don't Chuck, have. Chuck, you're a great caller, my man. you got to call us more uh, often. Give me a big-time answer here. What's a unique tradition you can win four Flyers tickets? Well, I don't know how unique, but I love opening day in baseball. Does that qualify? Or is that it does. Well, not unique. Here's, Chuck, not here's unique. what a better answer would have been, the bunting. I love and baseball only brings it out. I think I think in three circumstances: opening day, or a team's home opener, um, the All Star game. They'll bring the bunting out, and then the postseason. James, do they bring it out for all postseason or only the World Series? I don't remember. I feel like it's just the World Series, though. I'm not. I 100%. love it, man. When I see the bunting, it puts me in a good mood. I don't yeah, think bunting is limited to specific situations. I think it's like any time they're. Decorating, they might use. Bunting. They don't really. There's no way Are you, you go to a sure game. About this? You go to a game in May. They don't use bunting. Are you sure? Oh yeah. I think it just depends on the stadium, the bunting usage. Uh, well, this is what I know from Philadelphia. I'll, yeah. I'll say that. May, who knows? Maybe maybe other stadiums do. Let's get to today's Twitter poll question of the questions of the day. Brought to us by Armin Chevrolet. The all new 2024 Chevy Trax. It's arriving daily at Armin Chevrolet. It starts at only twenty one thousand four ninety five. Together, let's drive. Visit ArminChevy.com. All right, first question. What are you more looking forward to in the next few months of Philadelphia sports? Four choices, alphabetical order by team. Is it the Eagles with free agency in the draft? Is it the Flyers with a playoff push and then the possibility of winning in the playoffs? C, the Phillies with the whole thing from spring training to the season and a season with high expectations. Or choice D, the 76ers with the postseason and to see what they can do come playoff time. Now, second poll question of the day. What was a bigger TV moment? We're trying to figure this out, stemming from yesterday's show. We've got it narrowed down to two OJ things. Is it the OJ Whiteford Bronco chase or the OJ verdict? Television moment, what was a bigger deal? I will tell you this. Yesterday I thought it was almost 50-50. I leaned toward the chase, but I thought it was 50-50-ish. I no longer do, and I'm going to tell you why. I've got three reasons why the Whiteford Bronco chase was a far bigger deal. Now, I want to see if I who, – who yesterday thought the verdict was a bigger deal? Rhea and I. Yeah. All right. I want to see if I can sway the two of you. I'm going to give right. you three reasons. Number one, because when O.J. chose to not, by going on the chase, chose to not just turn himself in, we're all thinking, oh, my God, I guess he did it. Like, if he didn't do it, just go to the police station and say – I turned myself in. You want, you want to talk to me? Sure. But I didn't do it. All right, so there was that thing. Like, oh, my God, O.J. might have done it. All right, that's number one. Number two, there was the thought process, is he going to kill himself? I mean, that was on the table for that stretch of time. Like, is O.J. Simpson about to kill himself? Sadly, but is that about to happen? Choice, you know, you know, the third thing, is this thing going on for an hour or two, however long it lasted, is it going to end in a shootout with the police? Like, whenever it ends, a barricade at his home, on the highway, on some side street, like, however it ends, for all the time, we're like, I don't know how it's going to end. We're thinking, is this going to be a shootout? 
So I believe the drama of those three things outweighs the verdict. All right, Rhea and James, have I swayed you? No. For, for a simple reason. So what I remember most, and I'm just talking about for me, I was watching the, um, the NBA Finals. But it was, I think it was a Friday night, if I remember correctly. I was doing mornings back then, so I dozed off in the middle of the game. And I woke up to the chase. Wow. And had no idea for a couple of minutes what was going on because I thought, wow, how late is it? Did yep. I sleep for a long time? Yep. The verdict, I was at the Deptford Mall. I'll never forget this. And they said it was in. I left everything that I was going to buy and ran to my car. Well, you had to be in front of the team. Yeah, and so But I me, think you had to be for both. Okay, well, your, no. Yours is unique. Yeah. Morning show, you'd fall asleep. Yeah. James, did I sway you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. God, at least I gave it, I gave it some thought, All Joe. right, we'll talk to Jim Salisbury coming up in a couple minutes. Drew in Westchester right now. Hi, Drew. Morning, folks. Hey, for the uh, Super Bowl debate you guys are having, why don't on that parade anniversary you just play Kelsey's speech? I feel like that's maybe a good uh, solution. Yeah, I'm less in the mood to hear yeah, that. Yeah, no, because it's praising all the players who we all trashed, and frankly, they all got trashed this year, and there's no speech. Uh, uh, okay, I, just, I, I was thinking Kelsey maybe try to maybe he's listening, maybe try to incentivize him to uh, to come back and all. Well, uh, Dave, if you're Dave, if you're still listening, I appreciate uh, the shout out. That that was a good effort, man. They were they were hard questions. Uh, so the thing I'm most looking forward to over the next uh, couple months, and it, you know, I don't think anyone's brought it up yet, but I want to hear Jeffrey Lurie talk at the NFL owners meetings because we really yeah. only hear from him like once a year. And I feel like when he wants to, either intentionally or sometimes <laughs> unintentionally, he's a good talker and can be pretty yeah. revealing. So yeah. I want to know, oh, yeah. you know, how hot is Sirianni's seat? Like, what does he does he answer the Matt Patricia questions? Like, what went into the meetings? I just kind of want to know what he says because I feel like great he's great set great the tone point. For the season. That's a great point, my That's man. That's coming up here. Yeah. Shortly. No, I listen. That's I love that, Drew. That's a great mm-hmm. answer. I mean, that is something very intriguing to look forward to. Yeah, I think it's usually like end of March. So hopefully, we just get it out of the way and then can enjoy opening day. But I, I feel like he can talk for a while at times. So I really want to hear, you know, just what he has to say about this season, about Sirianni, and just you know about the yeah. you know about the team as a whole. He's definitely verbose. I mean, when he gets going. Remember he's... the Doug season? Like, wow. After Doug was fired, uh, I think that's when we heard from Jeffrey. Well, he also said he didn't, he, didn't do... he didn't deserve to be fired. He didn't deserve to be fired, Correct. I believe, was the phrase. Yeah. He didn't deserve. I believe the word was deserve yeah. to be fired, which left a lot of people scratching their head. All right, Drew, Jim Salisbury in a moment. Give me an answer for a unique tradition. Yep, I got a real good one here. Pamplona running of the Bulls. Wow, that wow. is a great answer. That is a great answer. That could win. Running to the Bulls is unique. All right, so you guys were split 2-2 on whether we should play the audio of the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. It does feel out of place with how down we all feel about the Eagles right now, but Sunday is the anniversary, six-year anniversary. I will split the tie break here. I'll, I'll create the answer. Um, I think we should play it. Listen, the audience, um, the players deserve it to be played. I mean, there was 53 guys or 47 that night or whatever that, I mean, we actually saw the Eagles win a Super Bowl. So it's the six-year anniversary on Sunday. I'm with you, Joe. All right, let's let's play it. I mean, it does feel a little wonky right now because, you know, the Eagles thing. But uh, 
This Sunday is the six-year anniversary of this spectacular moment. Nine seconds left. Eagles by eight. Brady lines them up. He's back again. He steps up. He's hit. He stumbles. He is throwing it deep for the end zone, and it is batted around and incomplete. And the game is over. The game is over. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Let the celebration begin. Well, there it is. How do we feel? Oh, it hit me. I, I totally did. Yeah, I feel like chills even. I, I, do we won the freaking Super Bowl? Are you kidding me? How many people <laughs> thought they would die never seeing that? How many people died never seeing that? Like, seriously, like, we won the freaking Super Bowl. I will never, never not play that. Okay. But, James, you did not want the Phillies World Series played after the Phillies were eliminated last October. It was also like the day after. <laughs> you know, there's a big difference. I've had no, a, I know, a couple I know. weeks to kind of get through this now. All right. Well, hopefully people enjoyed it. Make no, I'm it, glad we played it. I make, liked it. Make of it what you will. Let's talk to our next guest. We have not talked to Jim Salisbury for a while. One of the great Philly scribes of all time uh, covering the Phillies for, for decades. And, of course, the new season about to be embarked upon soon with, uh, believe it or not, spring training actually beginning prior to Valentine's Day. So it starts soon. High hopes to say the leaves for the Phils in 2024. And let's welcome the great Jim Salisbury to the show. Good morning, Jim. Hey, Joe. How you doing? I'm, gr- I'm better talking to you now, Jim. How you- so, Jim, I got to ask you, my man, how you been? I mean, I miss your work front and center, you know, every day in front of us. It was such a joy all those years to, you know, to read your stuff. And um, how are you? And what are you doing? And then we'll get into the Phils. But how's life? Everything's good, Joe. Thank you very much. Um, it's good to hear your voice Thank as you. well, um, though I hear it often. Um, Thank you. No, just kind of uh, still searching for that next chapter in life, that second act in life. Not sure what it is, but uh, everything is good, my friend. Thank you for asking. Good. Let me ask you this, and if you don't want to deep dive, we won't, but do you want that second act to be baseball-related, or are you thinking something totally otherwise? I'm not sure. Open to open to everything, open to a lot of different um, areas. Uh, you know, I, I guess we're going to find that out. <laughs> Good for you. All right. Well, listen, that's a nice spot in life to be when, when you've got, you know, you got options and you yeah. can be retired otherwise. Good for you, Jim. That's good stuff. Um, yeah. All right, Jim, let's, let's get into the fills. Man, is there a lot to cover here? And, and John, we have not done one of these. I don't mean with Jim. I mean with anybody since the season ended, basically. Been a long time. Been a long time. All right, so let's do it, Jim. Um, I'll start with a question that might be perceived as negative, but I'll just start here. Are the Atlanta Braves definitively better than the Phillies? Even though the Phillies beat them in the playoffs two years in a row, from a regular season standpoint, would you say it's much more likely the Phillies are a second-place team than a first-place team? As I go in to the season, I think the, I, I, I do give the Braves an edge, but I mean, they have an explosive lineup, but I, I don't think the Phillies lineup is anything to uh, to doubt. I mean, it's a heck of a lineup top to bottom as well. And, and you know, when the chips have been down, the, the Phillies have just outplayed them uh, in October the last two years. So I think the Braves are still the team to beat in the division. I mean, they won, I think, they won 140. So they won about 14 more games than the Phillies last year. Yeah. Um, but uh, as we all know, October's a different animal. Um, get in, get hot. 
uh, play some home games. You never know what can happen. I know it didn't end well at home, but uh, uh, I think the Braves are a better club, uh, probably top to bottom. Really curious to see what the sale acquisition looks like and, and what he has um, as he joins uh, you know, a top team like that. Strider is obviously a, a great pitcher. Um, but the Phillies have proven they can play with them. I'd give the Braves uh, the edge in the division, but um, I think you know you still got to you still got to play the thing out. The Phillies have a hell of a team. They have a hell of a lineup. Got a great place to start at the top of the rotation with Wheeler and Nola and, and Suarez. I guess if I had a big question, that, you know what kind of drop off you're going to see after the top three in the rotation? But I think a lot of teams have that. So um, so many years covering the Phillies, you know, you go to Clearwater. And it's like, okay, they're rebuilding. Okay, they really don't have a chance. But, you know, you're going to see how this thing plays out. I think it's just very exciting for their team and their fan base that, you know, they're in a, in a championship-type window here, and they have been for a few years reporting to camp um, with one goal, get to the World Series and win it. And uh, that's, that's very, very exciting for a town because um, baseball is every day. And uh, it gives you something to talk about every day, something to rehash every day. It's like a daily cereal. It's like, um, it's like you know, when they do those experiments on a bus where everybody reads the same book and all of a sudden everybody's talking the next day about something. That's what, it, that's what it's like in a community and in a town when you have a good baseball team, mm-hmm. uh, something to talk about on a daily basis. And uh, I think the Phillies have a good team. And it's going to be fascinating. You know, when you have teams like this, it's like I can't wait to fast forward to October and see how it all shakes out. Yeah, that's kind sure. of how I feel about that's how I feel about this team. But I will say, wow. but Jim, I will say this though: I'm also looking forward to a fun regular season. Like, let me put it no this way: the last, the last two regular seasons, not exactly the most fun. No. I mean, it was brutal in April and May, and they had to climb out of a hole. It'd be nice to see a more comfortable journey, and to see if they can be a 95-plus win team, which I think they can be, but have not been since 2011. Yeah, the last two seasons have been NASCAR races. Um, <laughs> well, they have. You know, there are a lot of ways to win a division or, or you know, be a good team, get where you want to go in October. I mean, you can be the, the 93 Phillies or the 84 Tigers and jump out early and go box the wire. But, you know, you can also be a NASCAR race where you kind of lay back a little bit in the middle of the pack, stay out of trouble, let people wreck ahead of you, and then zoom by them. So, um, but I do agree with you. I, I think you can play with fire when, when you try to go for the whip too many times in June and July. It would be nice to build a little more cushion early. But, uh, you know, they got some veteran guys, and sometimes it takes veteran guys a little bit of time to get going. But um, a quicker start is something I've, I've read that Thompson wants, and uh, this team is certainly capable of. But uh, it's also, you know, it, it's a nice quality to have when you finish strong because it gives you a heck of a lot of momentum going into October. And this team knows how to finish. They really do. Jim, how close were the Phillies to being outbid by the Braves for Aaron Nola's services? Well, I don't know the exact numbers, um, but I I, I don't think it was that close. I think, I think in Aaron's mind, that might've been the second, um, been the second landing spot in his mind. Rick Kranitz is there. They're very close uh, pitching coach. Sure. Of the Braves. I mean, whenever the Braves come in or the Phillies are down there, you know, the day after Nola starts, or, or uh, you, you'll see them out there in the outfield like at 2 o'clock and they'll be chatting. So you know there's a great relationship there. And Nola credits him and Bob McClure during those days for for a lot of his development, especially uh, if I remember with the changeup. But um, 
I think they were number two, but I don't know where their finances were. Um, Nola clearly wanted to come back to Philly, a place where he had established um, roots uh, and, you know, a, a level of greatness and pitched mm-hmm. in the last two postseasons and was comfortable and was homegrown, and that means something. And they gave him a heck of a competitive offer. I mean, seven years, um, almost $25 million AAV, uh, where do I sign? <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's right. How realistic was the chance that the Phillies could actually lure Yamamoto here? You, we're not on the West Coast. Is that yeah. sort of the gist of it? Yes, I think it was all about location, 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 and teammate, teammate, teammate. I think he wanted to um, play with Otani, and I, <laughs> I, mean, I think something was something was in the cards there. When you look at the way Otani's deal was structured, and uh, the, you know that almost. Almost feels like a package deal. I don't know if we'll ever get verification on that, but Phillies don't have a real uh, history with uh, Japanese players. Um, you know, most of them have gone to the West Coast or one of the New York clubs. Uh, but, you know, the Phillies made an offer. I think it started with a three. I, you know, I think one thing the Phillies have long done with their payroll is, uh, you know, they'll have one number in mind, but they'll have another number in mind if the right opportunity um presents itself. And that goes back to Jim Tomey. They had one number in mind and another number in mind if we can get Jim Tomey. Uh, I think they had one number in mind for this offseason, but another number in mind if they could get Yamamoto. So they did make an offer, um, and I think it was very significant. But um, uh, in the end, it just seems like this guy was going to go and and be a Dodger. They're just an international team, an international brand, and – It'll be fascinating to see, uh, you know, how they how they play this year. Jim Salisbury with us here. Jim, one of the spicier situations, there's not much spicy with the Phils right now, but one of the more intriguing things is the Wheeler contract. Yeah. This is the last year of the deal. He has delivered, I mean, in a way that few free agents that ever came to Philadelphia have delivered. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of numbers do you think he could be looking at and obviously the Phils will be motivated to try to sign him before he becomes a free agent. What do you know about Wheeler on a personal level of whether he'd be motivated to get to free agency? Or do you think that he would be amenable to signing before free agency? And what would that take? Well, knowing him a little bit, I, you know, and, and I, I, don't, I haven't talked to him about this. I haven't spoken to him in a while. But he's, he's a very steady guy, personality-wise. Um, kind of, you know, rock solid, steady. He reminds you a little bit of Roy Halladay, maybe a little more personality, but in terms of work ethic and that laser focus, he reminds you of, of Halladay. I, I, I just think, uh, you know, he's going to want to be paid what he's worth. I think he likes it here. I think he likes that he can get on an airplane and be home to Atlanta in an hour and a half. Um, you know, his wife is, uh, they have a growing family and, and she's from, has roots in New Jersey and he's had success here. I mean, there are some measurements, some metrics that say he's been the best starting pitcher in baseball since 2020. Um, some of the uh, some of the WAR measurements. Either way, he's been a top three or four. Yeah. Um, they need to retain him. I think there's a appetite on the Phillies side to get something done before the season, and he seems to me to have that personality that he's probably not. He's made a lot of money. I don't think he's going to look be looking to, to wring every last dollar out of free agency. So. I think he would be agreeable if the money is right. Now, it's tricky because he's going to pitch at 34 this year and pitch at 35 the first year of the new deal. So um, I don't. I, I would think it's got to be a four-year deal. It's got to be more than NOLA. At, you know, NOLA's at 24 and change. 
it's got to be above. I would think it's, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not real good at this stuff, but I would think it's got to be above 25 per um, at at least four. You might have to go five to get him off the market. Um, but because of his age, you think he does not touch Nola's total of $170 million because he's older? Yeah, I mean, they spread out Nola. Yeah, he's, I think he's, what, three, three or four years older than Nola. So that's a, yeah, that's definitely a... After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. A mitigating factor there. I mean, you look at Sonny Gray. He's about Wheeler's age. I think he, what, got three uh, at 25 per. And, you know, I, I think Wheeler's obviously better than that. I, I could see them adding uh, to the term there and, and having to go above that. I mean, you look at DeGrom, he got, I think he got 35 or 36 or 37 from the Rangers, which, uh, and, you know, he's a little bit older than Wheeler, I believe. So it's, I would say it's probably going to be above 25, maybe approaching 30, and it might uh, have to be four years um, if you're really serious about getting him off the market. Now, there's, there's risks on both sides. You go into the season, you don't get him done. He has a great year. Boom, he uses that to, as a launching pad. Uh, but if he if he doesn't have a great year, then he, he might kick himself. So, uh, it's, there's a lot of calculus there that has to be weighed by both sides. But I do think there's an appetite to get something done, and it wouldn't surprise me if they get something done before his opening day start, and I think he deserves the opening day start. But um, but we'll see. Um, I, I do know they, they need him uh, because this window is, is open. It's going to be open for a few years. Um, but, it's a, you know, the age makes it a tough call. He's been pretty healthy the last since he's come here. I mean, in fact, the Mets, you know, you look at the money they've spent on pitching, they made a huge mistake having no interest in retra- retaining him because basically because of his health history. I mean, their previous administration came out and said it was his health history. Well, he, his elbow barked a little bit 22, but um, I think he's been really healthy and he's answered the bell and he's been a great pitcher for the Phillies and a great signing by uh, uh, Matt Klintak and, and his guys. He's been a great Philly. I think he likes being a Philly, and I, I personally would be very surprised if they don't figure out a way to extend this relationship um, and, and, you know, see what happens. I mean, it's going to be a risk getting older. Yeah. You never yeah. know when you, you never know when you're going to throw your last bullet, but uh, that's the way the game is played. You've you, you got to have pitching and um, pitching rules, and you got to lock this guy up. Who should lead off for the Phillies? Well, I think we'll be talking about that. When that's one of those things that, like Joe said, it's fun to talk about all season. We'll probably be talking about that all season, right? We, we were talking about it right into October. Um so, I mean, I think there's a lot of ways. I mean, Thompson has been, for years, um, expressing his kind of fascination with the idea of Stott being a leadoff man someday, the way he grinds the bats, his, his selectivity, his knowledge of strike zone. 
I mean, I think Stott and Turner could be pretty darn good up the top um, and, and maybe get some of Schwarber's thump in the middle behind some on-base percentage. You're probably looking at something pretty good. Um, but, I mean, who knows what it's going to look like in June. I mean, come on, we all know we're going to get to June and Schwarber's going to go off. and then have a, <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me ask you this, little... Jim. Jim, I brought this up earlier this week. Let's say they settle on Schwarber is the – optimal leadoff hitter even though it's unconventional but they know his history of not hitting well in april and may would you not bat him lead off even if that's the intention yeah, in the first well, two months just because why let him get the most plate appearances it it's a great thought and it gives you a trial run with with something else up there maybe it's the trial run they're looking for with Stott and turner up top i mean i think we're going to see a lot of that in spring training uh, it, it's really a fascinating topic one of the biggest the biggest job a manager has is to me not pulling strings it's dealing with personalities and knowing personalities and what makes your guys tick. And Schwarber loves hitting leadoff. Mm-hmm. He loves getting up there and, 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 and hitting the lightning bolt somewhere early in the game and, and, and quieting down a crowd or electrifying a crowd. And he, it's where he's comfortable. It's where he feels like he's thrived. It's where he feels like he's in a good mental frame of mind. It's up to a manager to realize that and, and say, I might get the most out of my guy in this position, but it's also up, up to him to – try other things. I mean, their record is phenomenal with Schwarber there. It's, it's as, you, as you said, it's, it's, it's unconventional, uh, and people are going to squawk about it, but all that matters is wins and losses. And it's like, to me, it's like making making a barbecue sauce. I mean, everybody makes it a little bit different. Everybody has a different... <laughs> no, I'm serious. Everybody has a different ingredient, but in the end, does it taste good? It can have a strange ingredient. You can cook it a little different. It can be a cold product. It can be a hot product. Does it taste good? And in the end, if, if this lineup, however they do it, if, if it wins ball games and it tastes good, then you ride it, and you don't worry about it if it's unconventional. But um, I think there's a couple ways like he could go that way because the, the results have been so good with Schwarber at the top, and that allows you to put some contact in the middle, which is kind of attractive. It, it reduces some of your swing and, and miss in the middle um, because you can get stopped down there um, on occasion. So that's not a bad quality to have um but i think it'll play out in spring training they'll experiment with it and i think we'll be talking about it all year long all year long and as long as the barbecue sauce tastes good you go with it <laughs> johan rojas looked so overmatched at the plate in the postseason last year how quickly can he be brought up to speed offensively and how much can he improve at the plate? i don't know i, I don't know I, I don't know i mean there's a lot of ability there i mean he's I think he got here offensively, got here before his time. Defensively, he clearly was ready. He was a real difference maker out there. Um, but he looked completely overmatched in, in the postseason. Um, I'll tell you what, I, I come from a, you know, kind of an old-school background where a guy like Johan Rojas, especially being a young Latin player, would have played, would have played winter ball for a month and maybe gotten 120 at-bats, 100 at-bats, 80 at-bats, I don't know, uh, seen pitches see pitches every day from some older guys who really maybe don't have the stuff that you see here, but really know how to pitch, change speed, locate. I think that would have helped him a lot uh, in terms of pitch wrecking. Not everything in hitting is the swing. We spend so much time these days teaching, talking about the swing, the swing, the swing. Well, there's a lot of it to me that's pitch recognition and repetition, being in the batter's box over and over and over um, learning what you can do with certain pitches. I think a month of winter ball would have helped them 
Mm-hmm. Um, teams kind of shy away from that. They're big into recovery time now. But uh, and you know, he, it's not like he hasn't been working. He's been at their academy, working with some of their hitting instructors. So we'll see what the improvement looks like. I mean, to me, he's kind of a. I, I do see the aptitude there. I, I do see the way he's improved since he's been in pro ball has been, um, been been very good. So I I do think uh, he has the ability to improve. But you know, time is going to tell. Um, you know, I think you can throw yeah. him out there and be your everyday defensive center field. But I, I don't know that he's even going to be. You know, I wouldn't rule out him spending some time in AAA and needing some time in AAA. I I agree with you. This is a deep dive with Jim Salisbury here on WIP. And by the way, Seltzer, is this great? I mean, not only Phillies baseball, but Phil's baseball with Salisbury. I again. have like a huge smile on my face. This whole—it's just so good to hear Jim on with us. All right, Jim, let's let's get to the closer spot. Who's the closer? Well. Who was the closer the last few years? I'm still waiting for Rob Thompson to uh, anoint one. <laughs> but he doesn't like to do that, nor did Joe before him, um, which is ironic because they were Yankees and they had the greatest ever. But, right. um, you know, I mean, last year, obviously, Kimbrell was the closer. Um, but he had a good first half, um, really good first half. It's one of the reasons, I mean, the bullpen really helped keep him afloat. I mean, he was an all-star. I mean, I, I will say, I so I'll just tackle this quickly, Jim. I had less anti-Kimbrell in the postseason than a lot of people did reaction-wise. He never should have been in game four, but that was Rob Thompson's fault for putting him in. Yeah. I mean, Kimbrell gave baseball what he could for over a decade. He made nine all-star games, including one for the Phillies. His arm was done, and the manager should have seen it. Yeah, and we've seen that before. Oh, um, uh, you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen that before. So you think it's you think it's by committee here, Jim? You think it's mix and match and figure it out yeah. as you go, basically? Well, I think I think push comes to shove, a lot of those opportunities are going to end up in in Alvarado's hands. Uh, that said, somebody gets the hot hand. Strom gets the hot hand. Gregory Soto gets the hot hand. Well, what um, about Kirkring? How much better is he going to be this year when everything he throws isn't just the frisbee that we saw last year? Yeah, well, if the frisbee's down, it's really tough. But we saw against Arizona, it was up. It wasn't so tough. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I I I put, you know, this might be unpopular, but to me, Kirkring is is a little bit like Rojas, very unproven. I don't rule out that he needs more time. I also don't rule out he could be a stud as soon as this year. We'll see. Um, you know, we shall see. Obviously, the ingredients are really good. I don't know that he's re- ready to close on an everyday basis, but there's been surprises before. I'm sure at some point yeah. he's going to get an opportunity, and if you seize it and you run with it, um, you know, then 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 you got something. I mean, bullpen. Yeah. You know, the construction of a bullpen or even a team doesn't stop really until the trade deadline. Just because uh, opening day is here or first day of spring training is here doesn't mean, you know, you look at the uh, Diamondbacks, they're one two punch at the back of the bullpen last year. Ginkle kind of started the season, I think. I mean, he got some chances late in games, but I, I think they were envisioning him more as maybe a sixth and seventh inning guy, and all of a sudden he became a dominant eighth inning guy, and then they acquired the closer at the trade deadline. So, you know, yeah. Bullpens can change. I remember the 08 bullpen, Ryan Madsen. All of a sudden, something went off uh, in 08 in August, mid-August. He became an assassin, and he changed. He, he took a good, really good bullpen and made a dynamic bullpen. So the, the key to that bullpen might be here. It might be in a mid, mid-season acquisition. Uh, the closer might come later on. I don't know. There will be guys out there, and Dombrowski will be looking to, to wheel and deal. I think he's keeping some of his powder dry probably for the, for the trade deadline. Uh, this off season because they haven't done other than you know retaining Nola on a, on a big item and they got Wheeler to do, um, but you know I, I still think you got power down there. 
and you got the potential to, to be pretty good. I think you, you do need more inventory. Uh, I think they probably use another outfielder, right-handed hitter, um, because you don't know how that whole Rojas, Pache, Marsh, Triumvirate's going to play out. Might be nice to add another candidate out there. We'll see. So I, I don't think their construction is done. I'm not expecting a big ticket, but we'll see. Jim, one last thing here. You know, we started on the NL East. Let's have one more on the NL East. So this time last year, Phillies, Mets, Braves, in whatever order. Um, are the Braves off the radar with everything that's happened to them in the last 12 months? Is this just a Phillies-Braves division and the Mets? I mean, do the Mets not even make the playoffs again? Well, their lineup is not that bad. I, I, I'd be concerned about their pitching. Um, and if they play well midseason, I think, you know, their owner will sniff it and they'll try to do something. Uh, depending on what's out there in the trade market. But, I mean, their lineup is, is not bad. I, I would not rule them out by any means, especially with, you know, uh, six teams making the, the postseason in, in each league. Um, but I, I do think it's probably a two-team race for the division with the Braves on top. But I still think the, I, I know the Mets don't have a lot of pitching. I know they haven't done a lot. I know they, it feels like they've, they've shifted gears. Um, but I still like – some of their hitters. I still like their lineup. Not the answer I was looking for, Jim. You disappoint me in the end. <laughs> I think I still think they'll be, think they'll be, they'll be interesting. I, 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 I'm not going to write anybody fair off. Fair enough. Fair enough. No, they do got guys. There's no doubt. Hey, Jim, um, wonderful talking to you, and we look forward to talking to you through the baseball season. And uh, just great hearing your voice, my man. Thanks for the expertise and, uh, and who you are. Thank you, Jim. Oh, thank you, guys. Great chatting with you. And uh, we'll be in touch. Bye-bye. You got it. Thanks, All Jim. Right. The great Jim Salisbury. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 